you're ready to take your leadership to the next level, you're in the right place. This is the Think on Purpose podcast, and I'm your host, Jen Fry. Let's dive in. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. So this morning, I was getting ready to start my day, and I heard a sort of whimpering at the door. And I wasn't quite sure what was going on. So I look and there is one of my children who had missed the bus. And they were extremely upset, feeling really sad, feeling like I was going to be mad at them, feeling mad at themselves. And here is what I love about this work of intentionally thinking on purpose. It not only impacts our businesses, it not only impacts the amount of money that we make, but it also changes our interpersonal relationships. So my kiddo comes in the door and of course I said, what's going on? They said they missed the bus. Drama, drama, drama. Not from me, from the kid. And I said, let me look at my schedule. We'll figure it out. It's no big deal. Here's what I think is so interesting is one of the key concepts I teach my clients is It's not the thing that happened to us that's the problem. It's not the missing of the bus that creates tears and angst and and a, a big reaction. That's not the problem. The problem is how we interpret missing the bus. The problem is how I, as a mom, interpret the child missing the bus. And here's how I know for sure that that's true. I have another kid who, when they miss the bus, it's like the best thing ever. Like, well, I missed the bus. I guess I'll miss some school. Guess I'll be late today. It's a completely different relationship with time. It's a completely really different relationship with how they're thinking about missing the bus. Totally different. So if it was the circumstance, if it was the bus that created a feeling of distress, then everyone would experience that 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 experience everyone would experience that bus situation the exact same way but it's just not how it happens it's just simply not true so i think it's super interesting because on one hand i had my kiddo who was super upset about missing the bus and then i had a moment where i could think on purpose about how to respond and unfortunately i you know, I, I, I'm sad to admit, but in the past, I probably would have made it mean something about it was an inconvenience to me. It was too much for me. It was a burden on me, right? So not even thinking about the perspective of my kiddo who's feeling stressed, afraid that they're going to be late to school, doesn't want to miss class, and doesn't want to disappoint me. That probably would not have come into my into my thinking at all before I started this work. But now, because I've practiced so much, that's the first thing I thought of. How is my kiddo thinking about this situation? And then how do I want to respond? I can't change the fact that they missed the bus. I can't change what's happened. I'm not in charge of the situations, the the circumstances. But I can be responsible for how I react. So I love just considering my own growth in just a couple of years, how different I react. And again, it's it's in, perf- it's in professional situations also, but I particularly noticed it this morning. And cueing into how my kids see things so differently and react to things so differently, 
I think is really fascinating. If we can become a watcher, not only of our own brains, not only of what are we making something mean, but also our coworkers, our kids, our partners. I don't know about you, but it just gives me so much more empathy and like feeling of understanding and common humanity. One of my favorite phrases when I am trying to evoke that feeling of connection and empathy is just like me. My kiddo's upset just like me, just like sometimes I get upset about things. My coworker, they're upset about this policy change, just like me, just like sometimes I get upset about policy changes, just like sometimes I get upset when the bus is late or the bus is early and my kiddo misses it. So what I want to offer you today is a couple of concepts. The first one is this idea of pulling out and away from the situation, taking that 10,000-foot view, and really being able to watch what's happening from the perspective of it is not the situation causing the feeling. It is not the situation itself that is evoking the response. The person has something that they're making it mean. I screwed up. Mom's going to be mad at me. I missed the bus. I missed the deadline. I'm going to be a problem. They have their own set of thoughts. And then I kind of think of it like that person's thoughts meet my thoughts. And if I'm thinking, kiddo screwed up, kiddo did this on purpose, kiddo is making my life more difficult, we are going to clash and interact in an extremely different way, then if I can observe those thoughts, I can understand what they might be thinking based on the reaction that I'm seeing, and I get to be in control of my thoughts. I get to be in control of my reaction. I get to respond from love, from kindness, from empathy. So I look at my schedule. I decide that I'm able to push back a few things. No problem. I said, let's go. We jump in the car. We get to school. Kiddo makes it on time. And we're sitting in the parking lot. And my my kiddo is 15. So if you have teenagers, you might be able to appreciate this interaction. But they turned to me and said, can I give you a hug? And I'm like, yes, of course. We both said, I love you. I said, have an amazing day. This is really no big deal, right? So I'm, I feel like I'm also inspiring some resilience. I'm also inspiring some um, like, hey, we can get past this. This isn't the end of the world. They can have a great day and I can go home and have a great day. And there's no drama necessary because I didn't make it have drama because I was able to manage my brain and decide on purpose how I wanted to interact with the situation. And if you don't have kids, it doesn't have to be about children. This isn't a you know parent-kid relationship um, lesson. This is really about interacting with people. When we see someone having a reaction, having an emotional response, it is not because of the thing itself. It's because of what they're making it mean. And so then how can we respond in a way that honors their experience, that doesn't make it mean anything about us, I think that's where a lot of us get into trouble. If it's an employee at work and they don't get a deadline, for example, we make it mean something like, I'm a bad boss, or I don't know how to manage people, or I didn't give clear direction. 
Now, the clear direction piece may or may not be true, but when I'm coming at it from that harsh inner critic, it is very difficult to respond with love and empathy and understanding. So really consider, number one, taking that 10,000-foot view. What is going on? What are they thinking? What am I thinking? How can I respond on purpose? How can I respond with intention to the highest good? And then I think the second learning is really remembering it's really not about us, right? Someone else's reaction, someone else's response, someone else's words are really about them and not about us. As soon as I make missing the bus mean something about me as a mom, something about what I should have done or could have done, as soon as I mean, as soon as I make a late project mean something about me as a boss, same thing. So if I can take that 10,000 foot view and recognize this is not about me, they're having some thoughts, I have some thoughts, and can we meet in the middle from a place of love and compassion and empathy instead of charged up energy that just makes an explosion. And here's the last thing I want to add is I'm not saying this has to be like a an always type of thing. Like I always have to show up this way or I should always be be super mindful or have that that 10,000 foot view in mind. If we remember that our brain has 60,000 or more thoughts every day, it's going to be very difficult to be on top of all of them. But if I can come into an emotionally charged situation, I can click on my, my, my purposeful brain, I can click on that CEO brain, that is going to make all the difference in the world. I can take those high stress situations and really be intentional and deliberate about how I show up. Consider if all the people in the world, if we only managed our brains like 5% more than we do now, what, what, what kind of a difference would that make in your family, in your workplace, in your business? If all the people manage their brains 5% more often, I think it would make a huge impact. I think there would be a huge ripple effect. But since we can't control other people, it starts with us. And it starts at the bus stop. It starts with late assignments. It starts with those things that we make mean about us that really truly are not that we can take that 10,000 foot view, separate ourselves, recognize the other person has thoughts, I have thoughts, and how can we meet in the middle? Thanks for listening today. I'll see you all next time. Hey, don't forget to like and follow me on Instagram at jen.fry.coaching, where we share more tips, more personal stories, and continue our journey to think on purpose. And if you liked today's episode, Click those three dots and share it with a friend.